The Orioles made a few roster decisions on Sunday, and their toughest one of camp, what to do with D.L. Hall, well, they made that one as well. We'll get to that on my fourth and final opening day roster prediction episode of the Locked On Orioles podcast. You are Locked On Orioles, your daily Baltimore Orioles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Orioles fans. Today is Monday, March 27th, 2023, and welcome back in to the Locked On Orioles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, I'm your host, Connor Newcomb. And coming up on today's episode, I'm going to make my fourth and final opening day roster prediction for the Orioles. We are only three days away from opening day as the Orioles open up the season on Thursday in Boston against the Red Sox. And I'm going to go through the 13 hitters and the 13 pitchers who I think are going to make the roster. Now, over the weekend, the Orioles have made this job for me a little bit easier. I had planned for about the last week for today to be my final opening day roster prediction, but the O's have made some moves already. They've cut some players from camp who could have been on the roster. They've made decisions about the opening day starter, a little bit more about the rotation, and we've gotten some more injury news on some players. But I'll get to all that coming up on this episode of the Locked On Orioles podcast, which is brought to you by Ultimate Baseball GM. Ever dreamed of becoming an MLB GM and managing your baseball franchise? Then this game is definitely for you. To download the game, just visit ultimatebaseballgm.com or look it up on the app stores. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On in the game. So let's dive right in. Opening day roster prediction 4.0 for the 2023 Baltimore Orioles. Now, as you know, I've done three of these already this offseason. This will be my final one, three days away from opening day. And we will start with the hitters because I think at least on the hitter side, this prediction has stayed pretty much consistent through all four predictions. It's been easier. The group of 13 has kind of been there. Yeah, there's been outside guys making a push, specifically during spring training. But I feel like right now, there's nine locks. Now, there has been 10 locks. I've bumped it down to nine locks, and I'll tell you why. Here are my nine hitter locks to make the Orioles opening day roster. Adley Rutschman, Ryan Mountcastle, Adam Frazier, Gunnar Henderson, Jorge Mateo, Ramon Arias, Cedric Mullins, Anthony Santander, and Austin Hayes. Those would be my nine locks. Now, on the previous three iterations of this roster prediction, I had a 10th lock, which was James McCann as the backup catcher. Now, if James McCann is healthy and ready to go, he is the 10th lock. He will be the Orioles' backup catcher after they acquired him from the Mets in a trade earlier this offseason. But we learned over the weekend that James McCann may not be healthy for opening day. McCann was feeling some pain in his side in a left oblique that gave him trouble and caused him to miss a somewhat significant amount of time last season with the Mets. And even when he came back from that injury last year, a lot of the reason why his offensive numbers were so down is that that injury was still bothering him for a bit last season when he came back. And so McCann did say, you know, he hasn't played in a few days because he was feeling the pain. He's just being extra cautious because he had the injury last season. What he also did say is, a uh, 25-year-old James McCann would play right now, but because he's in his 30s now, he wants to be 
you know, taking cautions. He did swing the bat on Sunday, but did not play in the spring training game. It looks like he won't play in today's spring training game, which is the final game of spring training, which means the Ozo just have to get him healthy with some swings leading up to Thursday. So that's where I start with the roster. If McCann's healthy, he is a lock. However, if he's not, because it's the backup catcher spot, you really kind of know who's taking that spot. And it's going to be Anthony Benboom. He did homer in the game on Saturday. He started last season as the Orioles' backup catcher behind Robinson Chirinos for a bit. Yeah, the bat's not great, but he handles the pitching staff pretty well. He throws well. He's a good pitch framer. If you need to have McCann miss you know, a couple of weeks just to make sure that oblique is okay, Ben Boom is the perfect guy to just play once a week, sit there behind Adley Rutschman, maybe get a couple hits, and really be a good defensive catcher on Sundays. That's what Ben Boom would be doing. So again, if McCann's not ready, it's going to be Ben Boom. I would say, I'm from what they've said, I'm leaning maybe 60-40. McCann will be ready, but if not, it'll be Ben Boom. So moving on from those three, then you get to the roster bubble. The other guys where it's not about injury, it's just about will they make the team. And I guess onto that bubble, I would throw eight players at this point for three spots. Franchi Cordero, Ryan O'Hearn, Josh Lester, I think are all still on there. Jordan Westberg, I'd throw him in there. Even Daz Cameron, I'd throw in there as well. And then Taryn Vavra, Kyle Stowers, and Ryan McKenna. I would throw in for those three spots. Now, in every prediction so far, I've gone Vavra, Stowers, McKenna, and I'm once again going to say that Taryn Vavra, Kyle Stowers, and Ryan McKenna all do make this team. Now, let's start with Vavra and Stowers. I think those two are in a much higher spot here to make this team. I wouldn't call them locks, but I think at this point, they're pretty close to being locks on this team, which gets you to 12 players. So it basically leaves one final spot between Cordero, O'Hearn, Lester, Cameron, Westberg, and McKenna. Now, I don't think Jordan Westberg is going to be on the team. He's going to start the year in AAA. He's just not on the 40-man roster yet. Maybe if Ramon Arias' injury would have been a little more serious, he would have had a chance. Arias got hit on his hand and missed a couple of games, but was back in the spring training lineup over the weekend, which tells me he's going to be good for opening day. They won't need to fill his spot. So I don't think it's going to be Westberg. Then you've got the trio of Cordero, O'Hearn, and Lester. You know, Diaz was already sent. Lewin Diaz is already sent to minor league camp. Those three still in big league camp as I record this here on Sunday evening. And all three swinging it well. Now, Cordero's average has, you know, dropped to like 450. He was hitting about 550 at one point this spring. But O'Hearn's looking good. Josh Lester has looked good. And you can make a case for any of them. You could even make the case for Daz Cameron. He brings the same kind of skill set as Ryan McKenna. That kind of speedy, good defender, defensive replacement in the outfield. And you could argue that Cameron might be better than McKenna. But I just think the O's are going to go with the more known quantity and also go with the one guy out of those five that is already on the 40-man roster. And that is Ryan McKenna. Now, that doesn't mean there won't be 40-man roster spots that open. There will be because when John Means and Seth Johnson get put on the 60-day injured list when the season starts, that will open up two 40-man roster spots. So the O's will have two spots if they want them. I just think with McKenna already being on there, whereas the other four being non-roster invitees, and with McKenna having spent most of last year and a lot of 2021 with this team, and a little bit of 2020 as well, he has been around. And so because of that, I think it's going to be McKenna. Now, 
Is McKenna's spot locked in for the whole season? I don't think so. He's a good guy to have. He plays all three defensive positions in the outfield well. He can run the bases well as a pinch runner. He can hit lefties a little bit if you put him in the lineup at all. It's it's a nice, you know, switch off with Cedric Mullins, who did struggle against lefties last year. He can play center field. But if you think about it, Austin Hayes is on this roster, can play center. Kyle Stowers could play center in a pinch. And the Orioles started Jorge Mateo in center field in Sunday's spring training game. He played center field when he was with the Padres before he came over to the Orioles on waivers, played a little bit of outfield at the end of 2021 with the O's. He could do it in a pinch as well. So the backup center fielder role is covered if you don't have McKenna. And if you'd rather go with another bat, you know, if Cordero or or O'Hearn or Lester are really, you know, really doing it for you, they could be on the roster. I think it'll go to McKenna. But if he's just not doing anything with the bat, and the O's keep maybe O'Hearn and Cordero in the organization, then maybe sometime in May, you could see McKenna lose that spot. But I think for now, it's going to go to Ryan McKenna. Now, I would say my first guy out is actually Franchi Cordero. I think if they didn't go with McKenna, they would put Cordero, get the big left-handed bat on there, guy with major league experience, just see what he could do in a small sample size early in the season. But I do think it's going to be McKenna. So my 13 hitters, as long as James McCann is healthy, would be Adley Rutschman, James McCann, Ryan Mountcastle, Adam Frazier, Gunnar Henderson, Jorge Mateo, Ramon Arias, Cedric Mullins, Anthony Santander, Austin Hayes, Kyle Stowers, Taryn Vavra, and Ryan McKenna. And again, if James McCann starts on the injured list, you would replace him with Anthony Bentboom. But that's the hitters, I think, that will make the roster the pitchers. That's where it gets a whole lot tougher. And there's a couple things that are making it a lot tougher. A couple of those things are injuries that we'll get to. A couple other things are the O's made some decisions already on Sunday that some I agree with, some I maybe don't. We'll get to that coming up after this. But first, this episode of the Locked On Orioles podcast is brought to you by Ultimate Baseball GM. This might be the sponsor we have on this show that... I have loved the most. And sometimes I've thought, hey, maybe I could be a great Major League GM. Turns out it is not that easy. If you've had the same thought and you've wanted to manage your own franchise, go download Pro Baseball GM right now. The game allows you to manage every part of a franchise. You sim through the seasons, you're responsible hiring coaches and staff, managing finances, scouting players, drafting players. You're even managing personalities in the clubhouse, you have to deal with injuries, you're going through free agency and trades and the draft and everything you could do. You're, you're building facilities and, and, and you know making the decisions to pay for that. And it's not like it's super easy. It's a challenging, realistic game world. You can get fired in this game if you're not doing a good enough job. It is really a way to be different than fantasy baseball and still have you oversee everything on a team. And it's right on your phone. And listen, you can play the game offline if you download the app, so you don't need Wi-Fi. And it doesn't really drain your battery either. And Locked On Orioles listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code Locked On in the game store. So make sure to check it out. To download the game, just visit probaseballgm.com, scan the code, or look it up in the app stores. That's probaseballgm.com. Ultimate Baseball GM. Start your dynasty today. 
So it is my fourth and final opening day roster prediction for the Orioles here in 2023. Just went through the 13 hitters who I think will make the roster. Now we move on to the tougher assignment, the 13 pitchers that will head with the Orioles up to Boston for opening day on Thursday. Now, of these 13 pitchers, we do know that two have made the roster. We have been told so far that two have made the roster. You can kind of figure out that a few more have, but we've been told to, I would say we have, just like with the hitters, we have nine locks right now. Now, the locks start with Kyle Gibson and Dean Kramer because those are the two players that Brandon Hyde has already told us are on the roster. Kyle Gibson named the opening day starter for the Orioles and Dean Kramer has been named the game two starter in Boston on Saturday. Now, in terms of Kyle Gibson starting opening day, I get that he's not the most exciting opening day starter in baseball. You could argue he is in the bottom five in terms of exciting starters on opening day in Major League Baseball. He's certainly not last if you look at some of the other names, but he could be in the bottom five. But we've talked about it here on this pod. Yeah, the Orioles should have gone and gotten a better starter that could start opening day. I have been on that from the jump. But with the current group they have of starters, it made the most sense to have Kyle Gibson be the opening day starter. One, he's the veteran of the staff at 35 years old. Two, he got the most free agent money that Mike Elias has given to any free agent. Oh, signed him to a one-year $10 million deal this offseason. He, again, is the most veteran guy. By far, has thrown the most innings. He has thrown more major league innings in his career than all of the other four projected starters in this rotation combined. And he's the only guy in camp who has started opening day. Gibson, in 2021, started opening day for the Texas Rangers. Now, how did it go? Not well. He was charged with five runs and recorded just one out in that game. However, Gibson did post a 2-2 ERA over his next 12 starts after that and ended up being named an all-star with the Rangers in 2021. So although that first start was bad, every other one after that was really, really good. Now, do I think he's going to be that good this year? I'm not sure, but I do think he's going to be better than he was in Philadelphia last season. And I just think with him being the veteran, having done it before, it just makes the most sense. For him to start opening day. Now, shout out to Dean Kramer for getting named the game two starter. Obviously, he had a great bounce back season, pitched extremely well for the Orioles last year, had a great showing in the World Baseball Classic with Team Israel, has been really good back in Sarasota as well. He will start the second game. That'll be this Saturday in Boston, which also means most likely, now the Orioles could skip some guys because they have a couple off days. But most likely, Dean Kramer would start the home opener April 6th against the Yankees. And again, just a great reward for him. After those two, I would say there are seven more locks. Cole Irvin is certainly a lock. It's not been said yet by Brandon High, but it seems like he would start game three of that first series. And again, Mike Elias has already said that he's pretty much a lock for the rotation. So you can pencil Cole Irvin in there at this point. Then I would say Kyle Bradish is going to be in this rotation as well. It looks like he'll be in the number four spot. Beyond that, locks in the bullpen. It hasn't been told to us yet, but Felix Bautista seems like he's ready to go. He is going to pitch today. He is scheduled to pitch in the Orioles' final spring training game. That would give him, I believe, six appearances in spring training when the Orioles said they wanted to get him four or five before opening day to make sure he was good. He looks good to me. So I think Felix Bautista is going to be ready with that health coming back from the knee injury last year and then the arm fatigue and the building up this season. And then CNL Perez, he's going to be in there. 
Tyler Wells, whatever role he's in, he's going to be in there. Austin Voth has had a little bit of struggles. He's going to throw a bullpen on Tuesday, but unless he's injured, and I don't think he is, he's out of options, so the O's would have to DFA him. He's going to be on this roster as well. And I know Brian Baker's had a few struggles as well this spring, but the O's trust him. They like his stuff. He is going to be in this bullpen on opening day. So those would be the nine locks. Gibson, Kramer, Irvin, Bradish, Bautista, Perez, Baker, Wells, and Voth would be my nine locks. Now after that, you've got four spots, one in the rotation and three in the bullpen up for grabs. Now, the rotation spot at this point comes down to probably two guys. I don't think Austin votes in the conversation. It's either Tyler Wells or it's Grayson Rodriguez. Now, we thought Spencer Watkins may have had an outside chance as well, but Watkins was optioned to minor league camp on Sunday. So it's either Wells or Rodriguez. Wells is going to be on the roster either way. If Rodriguez doesn't get it, he's probably going to AAA. But I do think Grayson Rodriguez is going to get that fifth and spot, final roster spot in the rotation. I get that some of his spring training starts have looked rough, but the Orioles have continued to build him up. The stuff has continued to look good. Even in his last start, they sent him to the bullpen to throw more pitches. You know, he was into the 80s on the pitch count to get him built up to start major league games. And especially with D.L. Hall starting in AAA, which we'll talk about in a second, I just think this is Grayson Rodriguez's job. And Tyler Wells did start Saturday against the Pirates, and he looked better than he has all spring, and he was you know, deploying that new cutter. But he's had success in the bullpen in the big leagues, and he can be kind of a swing guy, and he could piggyback with Grayson Rodriguez. Wells is going to be on the roster either way. I think he got to put Rodriguez in this rotation, and I am putting him on the roster in one of those four bubble spots. So the bubble spots... It's interesting now because as I was kind of preparing to do this podcast yesterday, I had Michael Givens, D.L. Hall, Keegan Aiken, Andrew Politti, Mike Bauman, Joey Crable, Grayson Rodriguez, Spencer Watkins, Yenier Cano, all on that list. Logan Gillespie as well a little bit. Then the O's made some moves on Sunday. They optioned three pitchers, Yenier Cano, D.L. Hall, and Spencer Watkins down to minor league camp, which means all three of those guys are going to start the year in AAA Norfolk. Now, Cano really had an outside chance. Watkins, it didn't look like it was trending towards him making the roster. But D.L. Hall was the toughest decision for the Orioles to have to make in camp. As he had that little bit of, you know, back and lumbar issue coming into camp, got late on his buildup. We were told weeks ago that he just wouldn't have time to build up to be a starter in the big leagues. So it was either going to be the Orioles put him in the major league bullpen or they put him in the AAA rotation and continue to build him up to be a full starter in Norfolk. Now, in Hall's two appearances this spring, including one Saturday against the Pirates when he went two and a third, he looked really, really good. The stuff looked great against Pittsburgh on Saturday. He pitched two-plus innings in each of those outings and built up more and more in each one. The question was, how do you see D.L. Hall? And clearly, the Orioles still see him as a starter, which is fine. I still kind of see him as a starter. The stuff is so good, I want to let him have a chance to start in the big leagues and and potentially fail there before we move him full-time to the bullpen. He only got one start in the bigs last year in Tampa before they moved him into the bullpen. But we knew the plan was they were probably going to let him start again. They weren't just going to give him one career start and say you're a reliever now. And I get that. And it's unfortunate that he had that slight injury that just pushed him back just enough to not be a candidate for the starting rotation. Now, had he been fully healthy, I don't even know if he still would have been in the rotation because you look at the five guys I'm putting in there here. Gibson and Irvin were locks. 
Kramer and Bradish were going to be in there because of how good they were last year. And it would have been Hall versus Grayson Rodriguez. And I think everybody would give Rodriguez that spot over Hall. He's, he's just a better pitcher. And so it still would have been tough for Hall to make the rotation. So even if Hall was fully healthy and was fully built up as a starter at this point, he would maybe still be going to AAA right now if the O's really still wanted him to start and didn't want him to be in the bullpen to open the season. Now, Brandon Hyde said on Sunday after the move, you know, it's really hard to build a guy up in the Major League bullpen because you just don't know when you're going to be able to use him, when you're going to need him, how long you're going to throw him out there, depending on game situations, which makes perfect sense. You can completely control how much he pitches in AAA. You can't do it when you're trying to be a winning baseball team at the Major League level. And he also said, you know, it's not going to be long before we see Hall in the big leagues this season. But again, he hasn't even thrown three innings. He talked about that as well. So it's going to take a few starts for him to get built up. So we will not see him in April in Baltimore. After that, we'll see. I think for Hall, what's going to happen is he's going to pitch all of April, make you know five starts, four starts for Norfolk, build himself all the way up. We're going to get to May. Either there's going to be an injury or there's just going to be a hole in the bullpen. We're going to be clamoring for D.L. Hall. And the O's are going to pull back because they're not going to want to just call him up to be a reliever. If all five of the current starters are pitching well, it's going to be tough to call him up. It's also going to be tough to tell Tyler Wells, you know, say there's an injury to Kyle Bradish. It's going to be tough to say, hey, Tyler Wells, you pitched as a starter all of spring. You just missed the rotation. Now that Bradish is injured, instead of giving you that start, we're just calling up D.L. Hall here and putting him in the rotation. Hall is better than Wells. It would make the O's better, but that would be a tough decision to make too. So Hall's in just such an interesting spot here. Now, I've said it. I would have put him in the bullpen. He is, without a doubt, one of the Orioles' 13 best pitchers in camp. And if you are trying to win baseball games and make the playoffs, like the Orioles say they are trying to do this year— you put your 13 best pitchers on the roster, and Hall is certainly one of the 13 best, even if he's in the bullpen. And you can make sure he's always throwing, you know, more than one inning when he goes out there, unless he really blows up, to keep him somewhat built up. But I get that it's tough. And I'm happy I'm not the one who had to make that D.L. Hall decision. So they make the AAA decision. My guess would be we don't see him till about June. And we see him when there's an injury and he can come up and make a start. I don't think at this point he'll get called up into the bullpen at some point. I think it'll have to be a start needs to be made and Hall comes up to the big leagues. And unless there's an early injury, which could happen, I could see him being in AAA for a couple months at this point. But with D.L. Hall down and off the roster bubble, Spencer Watkins down and Yenier Cano down and off the roster bubble, it leaves an interesting group. You've got Givens, Aiken, Politi, Bauman. You still got Joey Crable. And we'll throw Logan Gillespie in there as well. Now, Hall gone means Keegan Aiken is making this roster. Grayson Rodriguez was the 10th pitcher. Keegan Aiken is number 11 on my prediction. Brandon Hyde has said all of spring. He wants a second lefty in the bullpen. CNL Perez was locked in as a lefty. But there was another lefty really locked in. And as we got closer and closer to opening day, as Nick Vespi was optioned to minor league camp, as it was clear that Bruce Zimmerman wasn't going to make the team as a reliever, it was going to be down to Hall or Aiken. And basically, what I've been operating off the past two weeks is, if the Orioles want to keep Hall in the majors, he'll be the second lefty. If they don't and they send him to AAA, Keegan Aiken is basically going to be guaranteed a roster spot. And... 
Shout out to Aiken, who has pitched well this spring. I mean, he's made that decision a little bit easier. He's thrown seven scoreless innings with eight strikeouts and one walk this spring. So Keegan Aiken has made the decision easier. And I know he was kind of bad down the stretch, but he was great in the first half last season for the Orioles. So he could still give them that potentially. And so Aiken, I think, is locked in to be that second lefty in the pen. So now you're down to two spots remaining. And you would think, well, one of those spots would go to Michael Gibbons. Orioles gave him a $5 million major league contract this year to come back to Baltimore, kind of stabilize their bullpen as a veteran, especially with Dylan Tate being out until May. They're going to need Michael Gibbons to be that steady guy. Well, Michael Gibbons is hurt too. We learned that he was kind of having a knee injury that was bothering him. We learned that last week. He hadn't pitched in a while. Well, he went out to throw a live bullpen, face some live hitters on Sunday. He threw 10 pitches, talked to the athletic trainer, came off the mound, threw his glove in disgust. And while the Orioles and Brandon Hyde did not give an update on that later on Sunday before their game, I think the writing was on the wall that Michael Givens, health-wise, because of his knee, is not going to be ready for opening day. Now, Givens said he couldn't pinpoint when the injury happened. He said it was more of an age thing and a wear and tear. But apparently, according to the Orioles beat writers, he was visibly frustrated coming off the mound after just 10 pitches. The plan was him for, for him to throw more than 10 pitches on Sunday. So I'm operating off the assumption that Givens is not going to be ready for opening day. He's going to start the year on the injured list. So at that point, you have two bullpen spots open and you have Four guys in the running, Andrew Politti, Mike Bauman, Joey Crable, and Logan Gillespie. That's basically what it looks like at this point. And while Logan Gillespie gave the O's some solid innings last year, he just really hasn't pitched against any big league hitters this spring, which makes me kind of think Gillespie's probably starting the year at AAA. So at this point, I feel like it's three guys for two spots. It's Bauman, Politti, and Crable for two spots in the bullpen. Now, here is the look and the comparison. Bauman, 11 innings, 8 runs, 10 hits, 14 Ks, 7 walks, 4 homers, a 6.55 ERA this spring. Had pitched out of the bullpen last year for the O's some, then came back at the end of the year and made 4 starts and looked pretty solid. Orioles decided they would move him to a full-time reliever last week, and so he'll be a one-inning guy. Andrew Politti, Rule 5 pick from the Boston Red Sox, eight and two-thirds innings, six runs, nine hits, eight Ks, three walks, two homers, a 6-2-3 ERA. Had a little bit of a rough appearance on Saturday night out of the bullpen against minor league hitters. Politti, curveball guy, big overhand curveball, got a cutter and a fastball. Bauman with the fastball and that hard slider that he throws with an overhand curveball as well. The big difference between the two being, well, Bauman has options still, can be sent to AAA. Politti cannot because he's a Rule 5 pick. You either have to keep him on the active roster all year, or you have to return him to a division rival in the Boston Red Sox. So if it were down to Politti versus Bauman, I think the O's would have chosen Politti at this point. But you can actually choose two. Now the other guy is Joey Crable, who was horrendous in his first two spring outings. I basically wrote him off at that point. The stuff was bad, the velo was down, he had given up four homers, it was really tough to watch. Then Joey Crable finished his spring with six consecutive scoreless appearances. And they weren't all against major league hitters, but some of them were. And he's thrown himself right back in the mix, squarely onto the bubble. But I would say right now that those final two spots, I think you're going to go to Politti and Bauman. 
Politi you want to put on there because you don't want to lose him to the Red Sox. You have a chance with the injuries now to give him a look, kind of give him all of April to see what he has and then make that decision. And then with Bauman, I just think he's he's only going to be able to learn so much more in AAA, especially now that you've moved him to a full-time reliever with that stuff, fastball up at 99, like a 93-mile-per-hour slider. Just let that loose in the big league bullpen and see what he can do. And I think Crable is the guy who misses the roster and goes to AAA. So my 13 pitchers would be Kyle Gibson, Dean Kramer, Cole Irvin, Kyle Bradish, Felix Bautista, CNL Perez, Brian Baker, Tyler Wells, Austin Voth, Grayson Rodriguez, Keegan Aiken, Andrew Politti, and Mike Bauman. So I've got my 26 players set for my final opening day roster prediction. The final thing to do, sort out what their roles will be and where they're going to play. That is coming up next. But first, this episode of the Locked On Orioles podcast is also brought to you by Built Bar. And the Built March Madness bracket is here. We know you have a favorite bar or puff, and now it's your time to make it count. Go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorite bar. I know I will be voting for the peanut butter brownie bar. That is the best one of all. And when you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you'll be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky Locked On listeners will get a free box of Built Bars. And not only that, but one Locked On fan will get a 12-month subscription to Built to have Built's best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. And you got to try Built Bars if you haven't already. The most delicious protein bar out there. 17 grams of protein in every bar. Not much sugar, not many calories, but they taste like candy bars. It is the perfect combination. They've got great flavors, and they're all covered in 100% real chocolate. So run to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March, so hop in and support your pick. So to finish off my fourth and final Orioles opening day roster prediction here on today's episode, I've gone through my 26 players who are going to make the roster. Let me run through them again for you. My 13 hitters, Rutschman, McCann, if he's healthy, if not, it's Ben Boom, Mountcastle, Frazier, Henderson, Mateo, Arias, Mullins, Santander, Hayes, Vavra, Stowers, and McKenna. And my 13 pitchers would be Gibson, Kramer, Irvin, Bradish, Bautista, Perez, Baker, Wells, Voth, Rodriguez, Aiken, Politi, and Bauman. So now to what the roles will look like. We start in the starting rotation where we already know the first two. It was named by Brandon Hyde late last week that Kyle Gibson would start opening day Thursday against the Red Sox. Dean Kramer will start game two on Saturday in Boston. Now, with how the rotation has been playing out so far in spring, it would seem that Kyle or Cole Irvin, I should say, most likely will go game three in Boston. Then Kyle Bradish would go game four in Texas. And then Grayson Rodriguez would be your number five starter, making his major league debut in his home state of Texas, which would mean Gibson would then start the finale of the Texas series and Dean Kramer would start the home opener. So it would go Gibson, Kramer, Irvin, Bradish, Rodriguez, one through five in the rotation. That would leave eight guys in the bullpen with Felix Bautista once again being your closer. The high leverage guys to start the year because Givens and Tate will be out will most likely just be CNL Perez and Brian Baker but someone else could emerge depending on who is pitching well early in the year to go into pretty much a third high leverage role then your middle relief guys would be Keegan Aiken Mike Bauman and Andrew Politi and then your long relief slash fireman role slash emergency starting pitchers would be Tyler Wells and Austin Voth out of the bullpen 
So moving to the hitters, the Orioles will be facing veteran right-hander Corey Kluber on opening day. He will get the start for the Red Sox. And a projected lineup for that game specifically, here's how I'd lay it out. Cedric Mullins would hit leadoff and play center field with Adley Rutschman hitting second and catching. Santander third as the DH in this one with Ryan Mountcastle fourth playing first base. Gunnar Henderson playing third base, batting fifth, with Austin Hayes in right field, batting sixth. Then I'd put Kyle Stowers out in left, batting seventh. Adam Frazier at second base, batting eighth. And Jorge Mateo hitting ninth and playing shortstop, which would put James McCann, Ramona Rios, Taryn Vavra, and Ryan McKenna starting opening day on the bench for the Orioles. But that's how I would have things playing out. That is my final prediction. It could be right. It could be wrong. Joey Crable could sneak his way onto this roster. James McCann may not be ready. And Anthony Bembu would have to make it. Maybe the O's really do send Ryan McKenna back to AAA and give Franchi Cordero or Ryan O'Hearn a spot on this roster. There are still things to be figured out, but this weekend did clear up some things on the Orioles roster. But that'll do it for today's episode. Again, happy opening day week. We are just three days away from opening day. And when I come back tomorrow, we'll be just two days from opening day. I'll give you any updates on the Orioles roster. They could even have an opening day roster pretty much set by tomorrow's episode. We'll talk about that. The O's also released a lot of notable minor leaguers over the weekend. We'll get to those guys as well and get you any injury updates on Michael Givens and on James McCann. That's coming up on tomorrow's episode. But until then, I'm Connor Newcomb. And this has been the Locked On Orioles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.